Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. To go from scrolling to soaring in all the ways for our body, for our mind and our spirit. You too can be motivated. You just have to start and not stop. Good movement and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a movement by Laura podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through smarter and safer movement patterns so together we can be uplifted, benefiting ourselves and all beings. Today is about motivation. Are you motivated to learn about motivation? <laughs> let's let's do it together. I hope you enjoy this discussion with some tips on how to get motivated when you're not feeling so motivated. Enjoy. Uh, I wish I had the key to give everyone uh, the key for motivation, but I feel like over the years of my own practice and witnessing other people and from reading, research, and just in general applying the research, I have an idea of how to get motivated. I know it is a query for a lot of people. What? How do you get motivated? How do you get motivated to exercise regularly or to practice yoga or to write a book or to change a diet habit or or whatever it is. We all have kind of strong desires to become more of a motivated. Um, so what first is the definition? You know me, I love words and I'm always going to provide definitions because I think they're very helpful. The definition for motivation is a reason or reasons for acting or behaving in a particular way. Like I have a strong motivation to travel. Another definition is the desire or willingness to do something, enthusiasm. And so I think both of those really apply to our overall desire in motivation is acting or behaving in a particular way, almost like kind of a habit. And the other one is, is the desire or willingness to do something. So when we feel unmotivated, we often feel stuck or lethargic uh, and we we sit there and wonder how to get motivated. So what are the things that first make us feel unmotivated? I think there's a handful, but um, a lot of them have to do with the basic law, Newton's law, which is things at rest want to stay at rest and things in motion want to stay in motion. 
So there's different there's different reasons like you might be at rest. One could be you're scrolling. So that's the title is from scrolling to soaring. I think our distractibility is um, really a hindrance to being motivated. Have you ever like sat down on the couch and started scrolling, whether it's your phone or or the computer, and two hours goes by and all of a sudden you it's like a time warp and you're like, oh shit, I just lost two hours of time. And yet you don't feel that motivated to just pop up because you're kind of like suctioned in to that time warp. Before the days of electronics or, you know, internet and computer and phone, you could do that on the couch with the TV and people still do it, but there's ways of, of overcoming it a little bit. But we had to like sit there and watch commercials and, you know, one show blends into another and it's the same thing two hours later and you're done. And as a personal example of this, I remember about uh, 15 years ago, my, my husband and I were pretty newly married and we have different timetables for our work. I work mostly during the day and then he works mostly at night, in the afternoon at night. And so he would work and it's a lot of one-on-one sessions with students. He's a teacher and he would come back in after tutoring and he would, it would be like 9.30 at night. And it's kind of his way of winding down it would be sitting on the couch and watching some shows. By then I was kind of done with my evening and I would usually have maybe watched a little something. And then I was going upstairs because I always like to try and end my evening with reading in bed. And that was just a habit I'd always been in. He would say goodnight or we would watch a little something together. And then he would continue to watch. And then a couple hours later, he'd come up. And after doing this for a couple of months, he said, you know what? Our cable bill is about to be renewed and I just don't want to renew it because I just feel like I'm wasting time watching these shows at night. They're dumb shows, but I get sucked in and I, but then I feel like kind of bleh, like I'm as dirty and dumb because I've just been sitting there watching these reality shows and it's not something I'm even interested in. And at first I was like, well, why do I have to, why do we have to cancel cable just because you don't have the discipline to turn off the television? That's what I was thinking. Cause I would fold laundry or something and watch some, you know, news show or something. And then we ended up canceling cable and within a month I got really used to not having it. And he was so happy. So that was like his own way of becoming motivated was to, and unstuck was actually to eliminate the thing that was getting him really stuck and inert, which was watching TV. So that's an example of how you can get unmotivated and how you can get um, back to being motivated. Um, The other thing I think that um, affects our motivation is, is change. You know, it can be like change of seasons. Often when we go from one season to another, we can become less or more motivated. And that has a lot to do with the outdoor weather. So if, for instance, in the winter, it's cold outside. If you live in the north, if you live somewhere that has seasons, it, it, it gets cold, it can get dark. It's very unmotivating to want to go outside. I think it, we have this wiring to want to kind of snug in and not do much and to become quite inert to save our energy. You know, that probably really worked for us in our past, but um, when we had to hold on to our energy. But now we just get stuck on the couch or we go to bed early or we just, it's very unmotivating to. Um, move in cold and dark weather. So I think change of season can be something. I also think ch- other kinds of change. If you if you change a job or you change a location or you change your um, schedule, 
all of these slight changes that kind of happen to us can really affect us. And sometimes it can affect us detrimentally and, and that, that can affect um, our motivation. We, if change like having a baby, if you have had a baby, not only are you physically different and your schedule is really different, but there's other, there's some, you have to kind of reassess your entire schedule in life around the baby. So that can be very unmotivating for other things like taking care of yourself or doing things exercise wise or using, you know, using your brain for like reading or writing or, or whatever other goals you have in life. So these, all these changes can, can have an effect. A change can happen after you've had an illness or an injury and you get used to not moving as much or accomplishing as much and you get used to that level. So there's something to be said for whatever you get, you do, you get used to doing it, right? It's like when you have lived in sparser conditions, you, you get used to that. It doesn't seem like, um, it's a lot less luxurious because what you get used to, you get used to. And then all of a sudden you go to something more luxurious and it's really quick timing that we get used to that. So similarly, whatever we get used to doing, um, even if it's something where we're just sitting around more, not getting as much done, we get used to it. So the, and the other, the other thing I'll say that I see with people is when people lack motivation, a lot of times if they have a goal and they're not getting to it or a series of goals, Sometimes it's it's because that that goal is not they haven't really personalized it. It's too generic or too global and isn't personal. And so I'll start talking about what I think what you can do about that if that's the case for you. So those are some of the things that can get you unmotivated. But more than anything what I see is when you are not doing something, it's this kind of initial surge to pick yourself up and start doing it. Um, that's necessary. So what are the ways that you can start getting motivated? Well, motivation is a muscle. It has to be worked. It's discipline is a muscle. These are, these are, I use these terms a lot and they're both to me very powerful terms. Well, you have to utilize, strengthen, work the muscle to increase it and to make it work for you. And so the first thing when you start working out, for say, for example, you start small. So when you're getting your motivation going, you need to set small accomplishable goals. Where we always run into trouble is if we get, again, too global or attached to kind of an idea and we don't have it broken down into smaller measurable goals. So first, develop some small measurable goals. The second thing to do is to write it down. <laughs> write, it's so hokey, but it really works. When you put pen to paper, and this is again, this brain thing that I'm so into, um, you are, by putting pen to paper, you are wiring that right into your brain. So it's as if you're saying a mantra by writing it down. So writing down your small achievable goals is super important. And putting it somewhere, like posting it up, like a little, you could do sticky notes, you could put it on your refrigerator, but putting somewhere like whatever your goal is. And, and I'll give you some specific examples in a minute. Um, the third thing is to share that with someone. Make yourself accountable. If it's a partner, a friend, a parent, a colleague, you can say, you know, I'm really trying to write this book. 
So I really, um, will you just check in with me and see that I've written uh, a thousand words a week or whatever your goal is? Um, Will you just ask me about it? Because that's going to be a reminder. And, you know, when we have accountability, somebody's showing up for us. So we kind of want to show up for them too. Not only because we don't want to look bad, like, whoa, I didn't write those a thousand words, but it just, there's this energy that we create through accountability and, and kind of declaring our goal um, out loud to someone. So those are really important things. So writing it down, declaring it out, round, out loud, and then having an idea of, of what you want to be motivated about, but then setting some small measurable goals. And there's a ton of research on this. Um, and I'll give you some names in a little bit. Some of the people that I've read about habit formation because all the habit formation really leads to these these, um, motivational aspirations that we have. The other thing that a lot of people reference, and I talk about this a ton in my teaching, is writing it down, having accountability, but also visualizing. So at the end of the day or the beginning of the day, closing your eyes and really picturing the results of your goal. So say, again, you're wanting to write a book or visualizing yourself doing it, or you want to run a marathon, or you want to run five miles, or you want to practice yoga and improve your practice. Visualize yourself doing it. This is tapping again into the brain pathways so that it's not a new idea when you decide to do it. It's already been programmed and wired in there. And you can do this in any form. You can literally just visualize it. You can meditate and visualize it. You can visualize it in the shower. You can visualize it with your eyes open. You don't have to close your eyes to visualize it, but starting to think what it is you want to achieve in your motivational aspiration. How do we get there? How do we get there to get ourselves motivated to do something. So I'm going to give the example that I'm most familiar with because this is what I help people with and that's movement, a movement practice, whether it's yoga or running or walking or doing aerobics or something. Often people will ask me, well, how do you stick with it? How do you get motivated when you're feeling um, you know, tired or lethargic or uninspired or you feel like you don't have enough time, blah, blah, blah. How do you do it? So I'm going to specifically talk about movement practice, but this can really be applied to anything. Like I gave the example of writing a book. It can be applied to that. It can be applied to, you know, riding a horse. It can be applied to your job, something in your job that's necessary, like learning a technological skill that you have no idea how to do, learning a foreign language, anything like that. How do you get motivated to do these things? All right. So what you need to do is you make your goal and you write it down. Then you have to set yourself up for success. And how do you do that? You have to develop a routine. routine. I have a routine and part of it is, is carved out because I have a movement practice. My entire life is about teaching movement. So I'm, I'm, it's real, I'm really set up for success that way. So I, it's hard for me to not understand when people don't kind of have the time, quote unquote, to move. But you have to establish a routine. What I see with the people that come to my studio regularly is they come to the same classes. And the ones that come four or five days a week, these are non-negotiables for them. They've carved out the time in their schedule. 
It's written on their calendar. They probably have people in the class that know they're going to show up like friends and whatnot. And they've developed that. So now it is routine. It is the motivation is there. They already know I'm going to show up. I'm going to feel better. You have to start off though with developing the routine. So if you're in a rut, think very carefully, where are you going to fit this movement in and look at it day by day. You need to look at literally Sunday through or Monday through Sunday. How are you going to fit your particular movement session in? And if it requires getting up early in the morning, then you're going to have to get up early in the morning. And nobody, I I don't, I shouldn't say nobody. There are people out there that are love just popping out of bed, but I don't think there's tons of them. I think a lot of us would like to sleep longer, you know, and when the time to get up comes, um, I think that there's many of us probably because just the way we, the lifestyle we lead, uh, we we're not ready to get out of bed, but you have to develop the discipline to get out of bed. If that's the only time in your day that you're going to move, that you're going to develop some, these great habits. So, um, this is where having another person involved in your accountability is really, really going to help. But building these habits is so crucial to to developing that motivation. Now, in addition to having a schedule and having goals, you really need to figure out why you're doing this. And I'll say this, if, if you're doing something, and the research shows this, but I've also seen it anecdotally, if you're doing it as a kind of abstract goal, that's not really your own personal goal per se, but that's more global, like you want to look better. You want to be thinner. Those are those are larger, but they're not personal goals. That's about appearance. That's not about a very, very ingrained habit that's part of your identity. It's more this very, I don't want to say superficial, but superficial appearance or performance-based. Like, I want to get a handstand in a month. That's cool. That's a great goal. But it's if you're too attached to that, that's not really part of your identity as opposed to I want to improve my strength so that I can get on my hands. I want to be able to hold myself on my hands, maybe in plank. I want to be able to take a 30 minute class and feel super strong in it and spend time on my hands. I think those are smaller steps to this bigger picture of of, of performance. And it's the same with your appearance. When we, and this is why, the reason why this is really important, and this has been shown over and over again, is we become unmotivated when we don't reach these kind of overnight success goals. And then it's, then it's like you're going back into inertia state because you've, you know, you feel not only unfulfilled, but you probably feel uh, like a failure. So you want to set yourself up for success and to become motivated, you need to create that positive feedback loop. So you want to be the person who identifies with your goal. You want to really say like, I want to move three days a week. So if you've gone from nothing, and this happens sometimes, people are not moving much at all, but I want to have some kind of exercise three times a week for 30 minutes. And so what I'm going to start off with is picking the days And then perhaps starting with a smaller increment, 10 minutes, those three days, that's doable, right? And that's not, I want to lose weight. Now, if you lose weight on top of it, great. But usually the weight is going to come off because you've become, you've become motivated to work harder 
And then you're actually working because it feels good, not because you're losing weight. I hope hope that makes sense. But the losing weight is is just, it's just just too, I feel like it just hurts our ego too much to have that as a goal. It really has to be something much deeper and much more personal, which is I want to feel better in my body. That's better than saying, let's lose five pounds. Like I want to feel better. So move for that. All right, so that's what we want to do, small changes. And remember, making changes can be tough. So be gentle on yourself. Set yourself up. If your schedule is super nuts and you're only going to be able to fit in two times, then start with that. You want to be able to set goals that you can accomplish. And so we need to set a schedule. Um, Someone wrote about this, and I don't know if it's um, Duhigg, Charles Duhigg, who has a great book on habit formation, but he said that a lot of times we become unmotivated because we're setting a deadline, not a schedule. So it's like, I'm going to lose such and such amount of weight in this time. I'm going to be able to run five miles in three months. You know, like we it, we have a deadline, um, but we don't we, we don't really work the schedule as much. And the schedule is actually way more important than the deadline. So this is where you use your writing skills and to write down exactly what you're going to do. Because when you write it down, it's going to become more ingrained. The other thing that Charles Duhigg talks about, which um, I use him a lot in, in certain workshops that I do, is he talks about keystone habits. And these are habits that are so, so incredibly powerful. When they when you focus on one thing, your entire life in multiple areas improves. And you can imagine one of the keystone habits is exercise. So that means even if you want to improve something else, say you want to improve uh, be, you want to, you want to be a better friend. Like you spend a lot of time at work or you spend a lot of time at other stuff, but you aren't really showing up and, and being the best friend. When you exercise, you are going to, the keystone habit, this is such a keystone habit. It will Im- improve other habits so that like you, you're, you want to create the habit of calling one friend every day or one friend you know, once a week or setting up coffee or dinner or drinks or whatever it is, or a yoga class with someone, you're more likely to do that. So that's that, that my whole point is that the keystone habit is so important. You will feel it. You will feel it in many, many other areas of your life than the one that you're actually working in. So this is why exercise is so important because it ha- it has this incredible cascade effect of improving the other aspects of your life. So if you're not motivated in some other aspects, start moving, start being a mover and a shaker, and that will really help you in all the other ways. Okay, so let's say you are feeling like you don't have a ton of time in your schedule. You're like, yeah, Laura, well, I work eight hours a day. I commute two hours. I have three kids. I hear you. I know it's hard. Some days are really hard. You're like wondering how many hours there are in the day. So that's why actually a schedule is even more important because you can fit in something. For example, you don't have time for a full hour yoga class, do 10 minutes of something. 10 minutes, whether it's a sun salutation series or core warm up or just working on learning proper squatting and 
and rolling your shoulders, just 10 minutes. And that will be something. And that will help you be more motivated. It's always better to do a little something to trigger that motivation than not so that you can become like you're going to, like you're going to soar, right? So, So choose getting on the mat versus getting on the couch if you have 10 minutes. This is really good for people, especially Americans. If you don't have time to go like on a vacation and you're like, geez, I really need some, some time away, but I only get two weeks an entire year and um, I'm working so hard just to have those two weeks off. How about have just little mini breaks, you know, go away for a day and enjoy that so that you have the motivation to come back and feel more inspired in your life. I think that's a whole other topic we can get into sometime is how to how to schedule your life so that you are not just working for your vacation, which I also hear a lot about as well. Anyway, that's my motivation speech. I hope that it helps. I hope that you can take some of these ideas and put them into practice. The big thing that I personally do and I really advise and, and see when I've worked with clients, like in my life coaching is to make the habits small and achievable. Write them down, make them known to yourself, but to others as well, making you accountable. Figure out a schedule and and so that it's not this um, afterthought. Figure out a schedule and just get going a little bit. Once you start the ball rolling, remember things in motion want to stay in motion. You just have to get that initial chain going. When people become unmotivated, they sometimes start off too fast and then it's just like, it's unsustainable. So small, appreciate the small wins. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll lead this or I'll leave this discussion in this discussion with one final quote, which is from Confucius, which we all know, you know, Confucius says you're going to follow it. Um, so Confucius, the wise Confucius said, it does not matter how slowly you go as long as you do not stop. Well, I think that is movement in an essence. It's to move, to feel, and to improve ourselves, to go from scrolling to soaring in all the ways for our body, for our mind, and our spirit. You too can be motivated. You just have to start and not stop. Have a wonderful day. Get moving and sending love to all of you.